Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I'm your host, Paula Jenkins. I invite you to join me as we explore how inspiring people have chosen joy in their lives and what they have to share with us about how to jumpstart joy in the world. Plus, how do we follow our own hearts, find work that lights us up while mindfully noticing the role joy plays in our own journey. Welcome to episode 147. This is Paula Jenkins, the host of Jumpstart Your Joy. Welcome to the show, you guys. This week, I'm super excited to be having an interview with copywriter Christine Bluebaugh on the show. Christine is really inspiring and takes so much action in her world. She had been a health and wellness coach and realized that even though she had built up a following and a community and a client base doing that, that she really wanted to shift her business into something else. And she really followed her heart in doing that. One night while she was texting with a friend, that person asked her for help with headlines. She replied and that became her first client. I love this story so much because it really speaks to how when we just leave ourselves open to whatever may be sent our way and taking action on it, that we really find the things that light us up and lead us into a job that can feel like play and like what is our heart's true calling. Before we get to the show, I want to say welcome. I hope you guys are having an amazing summer and a lot of fun and that you've found some time to slow down and soak up this season. If you're new to Jumpstart Your Joy, I'd I'm Paula, I'm the host here, and the show's been around almost four years, which of course I can't believe. Super excited to have you tuning in. You can find out more about the show at jumpstartyourjoy.com, the website, and you can find out more specific information about this interview with Christine at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash Christine. If you do not already subscribe to Jumpstart Your Joy, you can find us on iTunes and soon to come Google Podcasts. Very exciting that Google has introduced a new podcasting app, and that's specifically for all of you on an Android device. So that's really exciting. While you're at the site, of course, there's 146 other past episodes to check out. And I offer a really helpful and informative podcasting fundamentals class with some free cheat sheets and just to get you started on what kind of software and hardware and basic knowledge you need if you want to start your own show, which is so much fun. It's one of my favorite things. Also, some really basic announcements. Um, This week, I am headed out to Atlanta on Friday with my friend and past guest, Laura Heacock. She and I are going to the Mavenly Conference. I'm totally excited about this because some of the speakers are also past guests. Michelle Ward, Tiffany Hahn, and Laura Sims are all going to be speaking, and I cannot wait to be there and just experience it. It's going to be one of my very first conferences for the entrepreneurial world. And I'm just really super excited to be there and just take it all in. So if you're there and you happen to see me, please say hi. I would love to meet you. So I'm so excited to have Christine on the show this week. She and I have a really fun conversation and it was so interesting the way that we met another past guest. I love this community so much. Um, Deidre of Little Red Promotions, she saw a post by Christine on Instagram 
and I am at Jumpstart Your Joy on Instagram if you want to follow me. And it was the story Christine posted about her path to becoming a copywriter. And both Deirdre and I agree. Like, it's such an amazing story, and it's totally inspiring. Christine's story was just so inspirational and action-filled that I wanted to talk to her. And I think you guys will find that her path and the fact that she's also a multi-passionate, all of these resonate so amazingly with the community here that I know you're going to be as delighted to learn about her as I was. So here is the interview with Christine Bluebaugh. So today on the show, I am so excited to have Christine Bluebaugh joining me. She is a copywriter and what we met on Instagram. And the minute I read what you wrote, I was like, you got to be on the show. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. And I love kind of how it just kind of came together. Instagram is so good for these like random connections and they're always so good. It is. Yeah. Well, say say your handle before we even go any further. So if people are like, I got to check this out. Sure. Yeah. It's just my full name at Christine Bluebaugh, which perfect. hard to spell, but maybe you can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be in the show notes. Okay, and of, of course, I'm Jumpstart Your Joy on Instagram. We'll start that off <laughs> with a couple of plugs for where to find us. But <laughs> The first question I love to ask everybody is tell us what you loved most as a child or in school. What were your earliest sparks of joy? Sure. So I grew up in kind of rural Ohio. And so for me, it was all about being outside. It was like, I mean, I don't, other than when if the weather was horrible or like it was the middle of winter, I was just always out in the yard, climbing trees, like playing games, catching caterpillars and doing all sorts of random stuff. And I feel like my like my best memories are all from just like being outdoors. You know, we went camping. Those were like our family vacations. And, you know, there's pictures of me like in a tent in diapers. And, and you know, as I grew up, my dad and I used to go hiking all the time. And yeah, so that is definitely one of them. And I would say the other was just being creative. I loved doing crafty things and coloring and drawing and we actually had in our kitchen was sort of like split and there was a little area like back behind the counters and the sink and stuff. And my family, I was known as the one who was always like making gigantic messes everywhere. (laughs) So my mom finally put a table back there and I was allowed to make whatever mess I wanted, like in that one (laughs) little space. So it was always just a mess of like, construction paper and glitter and crayons and whatever else like I was always back there like making stuff so that was always also a lot of a lot of fun a lot of joy with that I love that mom was like had the intuition of like hey this kid just needs some space like here just do what you (laughs) want here because I have a seven-year-old and I could see that being very helpful we may implement that uh, today (laughs) (laughs) we have 10 alligators on the kitchen table right now gotcha (laughs) (laughs) perfect (laughs) joyful joyful alligators yeah so will you explain what it is that you do now yeah, so now I run a copywriting business. So I write basically the sales copy for other online business owners. So things like website copy and sales page and email sequences. I'm, I've always been a word person. I've been writing since I was really little. And now I get to do that for a living and help other people share their messages online. That's so awesome. It's so interesting because so I've been in 
digital marketing for like 20 years. So I know mm-hmm. how to market the crap out of a company, right? Like mm-hmm. any big company, I could walk in there and do. There's something mm. totally different. I'm not a copywriter, but there's something totally different that comes into play when I start talking or trying to s- explain what it is that I do. Mm-hmm. What's, I mean, not that you need to d- help me specifically, but what's going on? Why is it harder for people to talk about themselves or mm-hmm. what it is that they do when maybe it's perfectly easy for them to do for anybody else? Yeah, everybody, well, maybe not everybody, but a lot of businesses, small businesses have this problem. And I think it's mm-hmm. because, partly because like, it's hard to be objective about yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of it is that like, so many of us are doing sort of the solopreneur thing where we are the business. So it's not just like, oh, I'm talking about my business. It's like, I'm talking about me, like as a person. And that's mm-hmm. really difficult to do. A lot of people, especially women, shy away from talking about themselves. We feel like it's being braggy, or we're just unsure of what's interesting to other people. And we second guess and doubt ourselves. It's a really common thing. Honestly, it's even common for like copywriters and other people who market other people to struggle Mm, to do it for themselves. That's interesting. So some people who are copywriters might actually work with another copywriter. Is that true? Yeah, definitely. Maybe not like hire, maybe not like hire them out completely, but like get another set of eyes on what they've written. Absolutely. Yeah, that's brilliant. I could see it being a very helpful service because yeah, I I get all tied up and then I'm like, just, eh, I don't know. Mm. That about page that can wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you know, with writing, a lot of people struggle with that in general. Mm -hmm. Um, which isn't really something that I realized because it's always come so naturally to me that I, before I actually really got into copywriting, I kind of took it for granted and just sort of assumed that everybody could just bust out a sales page, like no problem. Um, but that's, yeah, that's not the case. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's interesting because a lot of times what, like the thing that we actually are super good at it's easy to assume that that thing is easy for everybody because it's so easy for mm-hmm. you or I to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Podcasting's that way. I assume, oh, mm. it's so easy. And then everybody else, no, it's, it's not yeah. easy. <laughs> what I, so what brought us together was this really interesting post where you were really candid about some of the difficulties and what hard times that hit as you were exploring your path. Would you walk us through like kind of maybe that post itself, but I don't know what, what things have you seen in, in your journey that have kind of turned you into a copywriter that you are today? Yeah. So I actually started out in online business in a completely different way. So Mm -hmm. I studied nutrition in college and I was sort of like on my way to becoming a dietitian Then I discovered the field of health coaching and I did a health coach training program. And part of that curriculum was teaching us how to start a business. And that is when my eyes sort of opened to the world of online business and online marketing. And I started to learn all about online marketing so that I could market myself as a health coach on the Mm -hmm. internet. And Nutrition and wellness were very much like, that's what I was doing. That was my path. I spent like a decade studying and working. And, you know, I had this like food blog for many years. I was developing recipes and like, I was working as a personal chef on the side, like all these things that were all wrapped up in this. Everybody knew me in that way. It was just very, I was, it was my identity in so many ways. And 
the reason that I got into that field is because I had started struggling with my own health issues, like in my mid twenties. And, you know, I decided to focus on diet and lifestyle changes and I saw the impact that it had on me. And so that kind of led me down that path. And, you know, I think (laughs) the misconception that I had was that like, oh, okay, so like I made all these changes and now I'm just going to be like healthy and it'll be great. And all my problems are solved. Uh, but as years kind of went by, I was still, I would have these sort of like periods where I would still struggle with my health. Mm-hmm. And things <laughs> around like 2014, I started, I was having some health issues. I was kind of becoming dispassionate about my health coaching business. I was just, I was not, I wasn't feeling good physically. It was impacting me mentally. I had been living in Seattle at that time for almost a dozen years and was ready for a change. Like there were just so sort of so many things that were coming together. And because of my health and other, you know, situations, like I decided to move back to Ohio where I was originally from. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, was staying with my parents, you know, I was 35 years old, like living with my parents, totally unwell. And because I was feeling so poor, like I was not able to really show up in my business. So I wasn't making money. There was just like so many things spiraling. And I was like, I can't help people with their health right now because taking all of that on, like I just, I was struggling too much with my own health. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of had this realization. Actually, it was more of like, I I started to admit to myself because I had been feeling this for kind of a while, but didn't want to admit it was that maybe this whole health and wellness thing like wasn't a thing anymore. And I struggled so much with that. I was terrified because I'd spent so many years pursuing this. You know, it's what I was known for. It's what it's just what I did. Right. And I was like, if I don't do this, there is no plan B. Like I have no idea what I'm going to do with myself if I don't do this. And <laughs> so I was I was not feeling good about myself around this time because of just life situa- life situations and like this career thing and you know it was like February in Ohio so you know it's cold and miserable <laughs> lots of things were going on and then I just kind of came to the decision that I had to just let go of the health and wellness business at least for a while, because I needed to just focus on taking care of myself. So I decided to do that. And for a couple of months, I just kind of, I was just kind of practicing like just being, you know, I was in a situation staying with family, so I I could do that. And then (laughs) I was texting one afternoon with a friend of mine who is a business coach. And she was telling me how she wanted to pitch some publications Uh, you know, with articles, but she was really struggling to come up with like headlines that would be interesting to editors. Mm -hmm. And just on this text message, and this was like a close friend of mine. So I knew her business very well and like her message and everything. (laughs) I just busted out like half a dozen headlines for her and was like, you know, use these. And she was like, Oh my God, you just saved me like two weeks or more of work with this. Um, 
like, is this something that you can help me with more? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And she ended up hiring me to help her like with, you know, some writing to pitch these publications. And I was like, huh, I wonder, like, you know, she needed help with this. Maybe other people need help with this. And so... Yeah, I she ended up referring me to someone and then I was like, I'm just going to see what happens. I'm going to try this out and see what happens. So, I started by changing my Instagram profile and just started talking about copywriting and like put myself out there as a copywriter and like all of a sudden I had a bunch of clients. So um, amazing. I mean, yeah. I mean just to kind of like underline and highlight all of that, like that it was just something you were doing. It was like just authentic and in the moment. And I mean, it probably wasn't hard at all. I'm guessing because it was someone and something you knew so well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I had already been, you know, writing all the copy for my wellness business and researching it because I was like, okay, like I want, I want to grow this. So Mm -hmm. it was something that I had like actively pursued learning about. And I was like, oh my gosh, like suddenly I have, I I had developed a skill that I really didn't even realize I was. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, (laughs) I didn't realize that I was like creating this opportunity for myself because I was just doing it to try to like get to this other goal, you know? I love that because there's something in there that's like kind of the quiet. It reminds me of one of the quotes from an earlier guest. It's Matt Wood, and he happens to do the voice for General Grievous in Star Wars. Mm. (laughs) He's a sound editor, but he talks about, I'll link it up in the show notes, but he talks about the crossfade and how sometimes life is just silently and slowly tuning up something that you've already set up. You know, you've said yes to it, but Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it's, it's slowly bringing it into your reality louder and louder. Mm -hmm. And I just, oh, the sound metaphor there. It's just beautiful. And it sounds like that's exactly or similar to what you experienced. Because you said yes mm-hmm. in a series of ways of something that you were totally create or sorry, curious about. Mm-hmm. But then it it became the thing. Like, yeah. ah, I love that. I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. I it does looking back, it does seem like there were sort of just over years, like things were just sort of conspiring to come together in this way, you know, and I, it was completely unexpected for me. It was not, I never had like this plan, like I'm going to become a copywriter one day. No, like that, that was never the plan. Um, <laughs> it just well, kind of happened. Yeah. And that's definitely like, we were talking ahead of hitting record, but like, that's how this podcast came about is it was mm-hmm. supposed to be, and I mean, still is, but the thing that was going to be marketing for a business. And then it became a thing all unto itself, which I adore and love. And like, it's really, yeah, it's just like kind of an extension of my heart all the time that I get to Mm -hmm. talk about it and do it. But, and then people started asking me like, oh, how did you do that? Can you teach me to do that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's just interesting. Do you have more to say about some of that of saying yes and being open to what is being presented to you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that that, like, I think that sometimes we're so focused in one direction that we don't even see like other opportunities or other pathways that open up. And I think it's really important to be just aware enough, you know, and like, you know, take the blinders off sometimes and be open to things that are unexpected, you know? And I think sometimes it, it it's also scary to say yes, like 
in the beginning, I remember my very first like copywriting client that wasn't someone that I knew. I was terrified. I was like, am I like, am I qualified for this? Mm, <laughs> you know, yeah. can can I actually do this? But I decided in the beginning that I was just gonna say yes to pretty much every single thing. And that was I'm glad that I did that because it helped mm-hmm. me see really quickly like what I wanted to do, what I didn't want to do, who I wanted to work with and who I didn't, you know. So yeah. and it pushed me to, you know, learn things that I didn't know yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hear a lot of, of my clients saying similar things. Like I had to have tried that thing to know that I either didn't like it or that I liked an aspect of it and wanted to go further in that direction. Like mm-hmm. it's never what it's never, it's never a wasted effort when you try something mm-hmm. out. Cause you're going to learn. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where do you see I don't know, either yourself or other, maybe even clients that you've worked with, where are entrepreneurs and solopreneurs getting stuck? Like, and how do you see like maybe a path to getting unstuck from whatever that situation is that you've witnessed? Yeah, I think there's a couple things. I think one is that people are trying to do too many things. Amen. (laughs) We kind of talked about this before we started recording about being multi-passionate. And it's like, there's so many things we could do. And there's so many things we're interested in that it's hard to stay focused. And kind of along those same lines, even if you are just focused on one thing, there's so many ways to grow an online business. Like some people are saying like, you've got to start a podcast. Other people are saying you have to guest blog. You have to do this thing, that thing, you have to run ads, you have to, and it's like, people are being pulled in so many directions, that they're sort of just, they're only kind of working on each thing, rather than really focusing their attention on one path or one method, and taking that, you know, seeing that through. And I think that a lot of people get just caught up in the overwhelm of trying to do too too many things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yeah. see that a lot when, especially when people go to start a podcast, it's like, well, uh, you know, they might see a podcast they love or a blogger they love or somebody that's got an online business that they love and they're on Pinterest and Twitter and Instagram and have a Facebook account with a big following. And the overwhelm hits that you're like, somehow, somehow people think, oh, I've got to start firing on all those cylinders the minute I start a business. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I can't be like that other person. And yeah. Uh, my recommendation is always start with one that feels like something you can maintain. And once it's kind of like you've got it, then add another. But <laughs> don't Agreed. do them all at once. Agreed. Yeah. And then I think the other thing that people get stuck on is spending way too much time consuming and not enough time just taking messy action. I think the people who are the most successful the quickest are the people who just start like putting stuff out there, even if it's not perfect, we get caught in this idea that everything has to be, you know, (laughs) perfect, basically. And then, you know, we don't put anything out there, or people will spend too much time like reading the books and the blogs and listening to the podcast, but not actually implementing anything. So Mm -hmm. I think like just taking consistent, constant action is like the best way forward. Yes. Oh, I love that you called it messy action. Like there's permission granted in that statement. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm working, <laughs> I'm working with a mentor right now and she says, always do B minus work. So like, yes. don't like 
don't try to be an A student in the online business game because it takes too much time and it's really just not necessary. And sometimes like your greatest ideas and insights will come when you're not overthinking things. Yes. Oh, I totally agree with that. Because when you're not, what, when you're not going for perfection, you're not stuck in that space of what, trying to get it totally buttoned up. The mess Mm -hmm. is where the magic is. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I loved a recent blog post that you have up, which I'll link to in the show notes, which is all about trying, what we're talking about here is, is that you need to quit making online business harder than it needs to be. How, how do you see people or what's a great way to refocus if someone is kind of stuck? I mean, we talked about the B minus work, but like, is there a way that you've seen that's totally effective or helpful in getting out of that overwhelm? Yeah, I think it's I think that it's important to kind of step back and really go to the base go back to the basics of like what a business really is and I think that that the number one thing is relationships. So, you know, all the time that we spend focusing on this or that platform or, you know, getting stuck in whatever mode behind our laptop, we're missing out on the opportunity to really connect with people, whether that's the people in your audience who are maybe potential clients and customers, or, you know, relationships with colleagues. So like, there's so many opportunities, just with connecting with people, you never know who you're going to meet and what opportunity is going to be presented to you. But the more time you spend either stuck in overwhelm or like fiddling around with your website, like the more you're missing out on those opportunities and those relationships. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think there's something too about that solopreneur mindset of a lot, or at least in my own experience, a lot of my work gets done after my son and my husband he's a chef and he goes to bed at 8 PM, but Mm. when they're asleep, that's, so it's really solo work. And so it's easy to like get isolated and get a little too myopic maybe about the things that I'm doing. And then, yeah, I get, I'll just be the confessional. Like, then I get it all up in my head about what is, what I make things mean. And it's really easy to get in the spin when like, I love what you're saying about focus on the relationship of, how can I make a connection with someone or like, how do you and I, even in this example, you know, in one Instagram post, somebody tags me and now we're having this awesome conversation. So like that's the relationship. So yeah, exactly. And yeah, I, that's, you bring up a really good point as well about how it is like solo work and like, we need the relationships, you know, it's not, healthy to be like totally solo for one thing. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's ideas come from collaboration. And I think that it's really if we're avoiding that, or if we're not putting enough energy and effort into that, then, you know, we're also just doing ourselves, we're doing ourselves a disservice on a lot of levels. Mm, I'm totally nerding out over... (laughs) A little flash of Star Wars and Solo, which I didn't love the movie, but like, I feel I like maybe that's, that. the, it's not a great one. <laughs> okay. Thanks for your <laughs> Star Wars has come up twice here, but like, but it, the character of Han Solo is kind of just mm-hmm. what you said. Like he mm-hmm. thinks he needs to be the rebel. He exactly. needs to go it alone. But mm-hmm. what happens when he meets Chewie? And what happens yeah. when he goes to rescue the princess? Like he keeps getting yeah. pulled into new places and making relationship. And that's where he finds himself. 
Mm -hmm. That's such a good, that's a really good example. And I love that you're bringing up Star Wars because I'm a total Star Wars geek. Actually, my last newsletter to my list was about Star Wars. Was it really? It was. What'd you say? (laughs) Tell us, tell us what you say. It was basically about the, the quote that, that Yoda gives to Luke when Luke is training to become a Jedi. And he's like, no, there is no try, do or do not. You know what I mean? Um, And I was basically making the comparison that like so many people are trying to get the things done to grow their business, but it's like, you're either doing it or you're not trying is not going to, yeah, exactly. Trying is not going to get you anywhere. So that was my, (laughs) my little wisdom. Yay. Oh my goodness. I had no, we did not plan on going into Star Wars land right there, but that was pretty cool. I'm really happy. This is like making my day right now. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I totally love it. Well, let's see. I don't know. What do you think would surprise people about your work? Like have, and being a copywriter, how does, how does that come up and what are people surprised about? Do you think? That's an interesting question. So my take on copywriting and like marketing in general is all about like making it meaningful, being mindful, putting people first. I think that a lot of people are sort of disillusioned with sales because they are sick of like the old school, more in your face kind of methods of selling. And I think that even in now in the online space, a lot of people who don't necessarily mean to come across that way are still kind of have that sort of salesy vibe that a lot of people don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's all about just really like, it all comes back to like building that relationship, like, you know, having empathy and being putting yourself in the shoes of the people that you're talking to and, you know, making invitations instead of like, you know, pushing things on people. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of people are surprised that, you know, that is really possible. Mm, Yeah. Well, what, because we've seen the model in so many other ways of it being, I mean, even big name solopreneurs sometimes fall into that category where it's, Mm -hmm. it's very salesy, it's very slick, and it's got kind of, I don't even know, a corporate vibe or something, or people fall Mm -hmm. into that space where it's like fear-based marketing of, you mm-hmm. know, you'll never get the clients if you don't do these three steps. And which seems yes. like, like, especially when you're a coach or somebody in the service, you know, the healing arts and a service-based industry, like going there is, is not, I don't know, that just doesn't feel like the right space to be in. Agreed. Yeah. People don't want to feel like they're being manipulated. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not a good reason to buy anything, really. No, yeah. it's an awful. It feels gross for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if somebody wants to write their own copy, where would you suggest they start? How do you get in tune with that voice in yourself that feels more authentic? Yeah, I think that, so I have sort of, on the one hand, I think that everyone needs to become a copywriter. If you're going to have an online business, like there's just so much writing that needs to be done, whether it's emails to your list or captions for your social media you know, even if you're doing a lot of video, like there's captions for the video, there's so many things. So I think I do think that it's a matter of understanding what you stand for, being super clear on who you're talking to, and, you know, just not overthinking it, and taking action and then paying attention to what's working and, and what's not. In terms of like the practical side of things, if 
you know, if you struggle writing, or if you're like, not sure if something makes sense, like just read it out loud. And if you're stumbling, then it's obviously not written in a way that's like a conversation, which is really what copywriting is. It's a conversation with your audience. Yeah. So I think that's a kind of a good place to start. I think that's very helpful because it does, if that pulls you right out of that space of whatever, by now, I mean, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Especially about it being copywriting is that it's a conversation. Mm, Mm -hmm. That's really good stuff. Well, so what kind of work are you focusing on right now? And if somebody's interested in working with you, what have you got going on? Yeah. So my focus is really on like more sales specific copies. So things for like marketing funnels and launches, particularly. So I write a lot of landing pages and email sequences and sales pages. Those are really those are my favorite things. Like I love telling sort of the story of a business throughout an email sequence. And I love kind of the outline and the format of a sales page. So those are the things that I write the most of. I also do some website copy. And the people that I work with are primarily online service providers. Some are like digital product creators. And, you know, they're ready to have a message that is clear, that really speaks to their person. And that really shows off what they're passionate about and how they help people. Mm, Such a valuable service. Cause that is the, (laughs) that I think is like the hardest part. Like, yeah, there's something in there that we, I don't know, I get stuck there too. So that Mm -hmm. is beautiful. And I think you have a couple courses or pieces that you're working on. People could engage with you on. Yeah, I, so I'm working on creating like a kind of a something that will help you write your own sales page. I feel like it's something that a lot of people get stuck on and they end up not putting their offers out. They procrastinate or they're unsure what to do. And I feel like the longer you wait, like not only are you missing out on sales, but like people are missing out on whatever help that you provide. So it's something that I'm like really passionate about helping people with. So that will be coming soon. And then, you know, in the meantime, like if you just want some help in getting started with the process of writing copy, I have a a free workbook that will walk you through the five-step process that I use, like when I sit down to write for myself or my clients. So I'm going to guess that you can link to that Mm -hmm. in the show notes. And then I also have a free Facebook group called Soul and Sales where I talk about mindful marketing and lots of tips and inspiration. I do like free weekly live trainings on different topics related to like copywriting and marketing. And yeah, it's been a really fun place to connect with people and like build community. Awesome. Yes. And I will link up to all those (laughs) in the show notes. (laughs) That sounds... So the last couple of questions that I love to ask everyone, at least in season three, I changed the second to last question every year. But so that one would be, where have you seen resistance come up in your life and how have you dealt with it or overcome it? Wow. So, I mean, I've had, I feel like resistance is kind of like my middle name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm very much like... I very much fight myself on things rather than just like, you know, letting things be easy because, you know, like a lot of people, I'm really good at like making up fake rules for my life, like in my brain and like, oh, things have to be like this particular way. You know, like I resisted the transition away from health coaching and into copywriting. It's just, there's, there's so many things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that 
one of the ways that I overcome or get past resistance in my life is by, well, it's practice partly. And then also like outside perspective really helped me a lot. So I spend a lot of time like talking with mentors or colleagues or friends and stuff about certain things because it's, I, it's so hard to see your own. I mean, we all have blind spots and it's hard to see what those are. And I have been lucky to have people in my life who will just tell me, tell it to me straight. (laughs) So having that perspective where people can just be like, you know what, this is dumb. Like let go of that rule that you've created that you can't do something and just do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And actually I would like to add that as a writer, I pretty much face resistance every single time I sit down to write something. And I, if there's any writers listening, I'm sure you can probably relate to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I write <laughs> obviously for my site and things. And mm-hmm. there is, there's that moment of like, I sit down and there's that blank screen and the not really panic, but maybe closer to dread just sets in sometimes when I'm like, oh gosh. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, I mean, I love the bird versus bird, which is Anne Lamott, which of like, just do mm-hmm. the shitty first draft. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I just embrace that and I'm like, oh yeah, we're going as crappy as we can. <laughs> right here. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Do you have other suggestions on how to get through that, that the resistance of writing? Yeah, I always like don't try to start at the beginning. Like if you're sitting down to write something, just start with whatever part you know, already, even if it's just like a title of something or like a headline or something like don't sit down and try to write the first paragraph and then go from start to finish. You know, I start, love in the middle, it. start in the end, it doesn't matter, you can go back and add more stuff later. <laughs> that is brilliant. I'm gonna use it. <laughs> Please, please do. It's changed my life. <laughs> yeah, that's helpful. It's probably helpful on things other than writing, right? Like I, I could see sure. that being something to really carry through a lot of stuff. Well, then we get to the last question, which I don't really want to end this conversation. But, <laughs> but last and most joyfully, what are three ways that you can think of to jumpstart joy in your life, in the world, or in other people's lives? Hmm. So... I would say the first one is to just slow down. I think especially for people who are high achievers, you know, and I'm guessing there's probably a lot of those types of people listening. You know, we want to just constantly be doing everything. So we have like so many goals and so many things we want to accomplish. And sometimes it's so hard to get or it's so easy to get caught up in just all the doing that we forget to like enjoy ourselves and the process and everything. So I think just kind of taking a a step back and slowing down can be like the first step to just kind of a more joyful existence in general. Mm, Yes. Another, I would say is to start the day doing something that makes you feel joy. Because I think that, you know, the way you start the day sort of sets the tone for Mm. the rest of the day, you know, and obviously, like I'm focusing on things for yourself, but I feel like, like we have to start with ourselves. And when it comes to feeling joy, because obviously, if we're not feeling good, like we're not going to be able to make other people feel good. And sometimes us just being in a good mood and feeling happy is enough to inspire someone else to feel better as well. So and then lastly, for me, a big one is just to move as a writer and as an online business person, like I spend a lot of time sitting in front of the computer. And 
movement is something that just always makes me feel good. So like whether it's like a walk outside or, you know, doing some kind of like yoga or exercise, like whatever it is that you like to do, maybe it's like taking a dance class or, you know, whatever, whatever thing kind of movement you, you know, find enjoyable. I feel like that's such a good way to just kind of get out of the rut, get out of your head a little bit. And yeah, it just feels good to move your body. I love those. Thank you so much, Christine. It's been such a treat to get to meet you. (laughs) Yeah, you as well. I'm so glad that this worked out the way it did. And thank you so much for having me on. Christine, thank you so much for being on the show this week. And I love that we met on Instagram and just, uh, I love the discussion so much, especially the part, of course, about Han Solo and Star Wars, um, I, as I'm wearing my store, my Millennial Falcon shirt and recording this. Um, clearly, kindred spirits talking about some of our favorite things. So if you guys want to find out more about Christine or get the show notes for this episode, it's at the website jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash Christine. And while you're there, of course, you can also find the amazing podcasting fundamentals class uh, and get some hot tips on software, hardware, and mindset for you to figure out doing your own show. Next week on the show, after I'm back from Mavenly, I am so thrilled to be sharing with you guys a a solo cast, which is all about multi-passionates and expertise. What's super special about this episode is that a listener, Nicole, hello, and Mandisha, hello, asked if I would give a talk at our workplace, a brown bag lunch, on multi-passionates and what makes someone an expert. And so this is the redo or the it's a revisiting of this talk that I gave and I'm super excited to share it here with you guys next week as we round out season three there's only like three more episodes after that so come back next week to hear all about multi-passionates and expertise and until then i hope that your days are filled with so much joy